Wahoo! Welcome everyone to another monthly book recap here on the Mere Mortals Book Reviews. You have myself, Kyron, here on Monday, 29th of May, 2023. And yes, indeed, we're going over all of the books that we read in May of 2023. We'll have a look at some additional notes that I might be talking about, some things that might not have made it into the official channel before we get onto the Boostergram Lounge. Have a look at what is coming up for uh, what's next June of 2023 and maybe even a couple of changes that we're going to be making to the channel. So the first book that I had a kick off with my favorite of the month was The Debacle by Emil Zola. I gave this an eight out of 10. Man, I'd been meaning to read one of his books again for a long, long time. I quite enjoyed Therese Rakin. That's a really, really decently written book. The kind of psychological thriller. And yeah, I had a couple of his, I had The Drinking Den, I had, uh, I think it was like The Underbelly of Paris or something, I can't remember what the name of it was, and I had a stack of his books just sitting there, but I also went, oh, you know what, it's been a while since I've read a, a war book as well, so indeed I did read The Debacle, uh, it's a fantastic book, really, really well written, um, I'm, I'm really impressed with him as a writer, I, I find him, a, um, I'm, look, I've only read two books, so I, I can't uh, rant and rave too much, but the two books that I have read, I, th I think are amazing and learning more about his kind of history, about his style of writing, the naturalism, the, um, was it, uh, Rujun Makart series. Let me look at my notes here. I, I wrote down exactly what it was. It was the Les Rujun Makart series. And I, of course I'm mispronouncing all of this in the French accent, but <clears throat> 20 books of a series covering this kind of family history. Almost think of the uh, what you'll find in Cien Años de Soledad, The 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel García Márquez. That one I do know how to pronounce. <laughs> and this kind of branching tree of the Buendias and of, you know, Aurelios and all of these people who are just like, God damn, this thing goes on forever. I kind of feel like that's what this series is, but you know, of twenty books and not just of of um, you know one kind of focused, intense book like like that one was. And yeah, there was just so much cool stuff in this. What I didn't talk about was I, I have a couple of quotes here from uh, page fifty four and one hundred nineteen. Or I, I got rid of the book, so I don't have the quotes. But there was the demoral demoralization that you also see within the army as well, and. The, just some really weird moments where they are, you know, being forced to retreat or move, uh, once again, move location. This is right at the start of the book. And you have these old ladies, you know, peasant farmers and stuff calling out to them from the sides of the roads being like, you fucking cowards, like you pieces of shit. You're leaving us here for the Germans to just waltz through. You're not going to even put up a fight. And it's kind of this idea of, you know, oh, but we're just following orders. And yet the they're kind of being treated and it's it's almost as if it's just one of those situations where you as the the kind of pleb as the as the the far as the farmer and also as the you know grunt soldier and you feel the responsibility even though it really has nothing to do with you you don't get to choose and and just these shit situations that crop up in life and then also by the incompetence by nature the rain wind the delayed baggage trains, uns uncertain terrain territory, uh, multiple generals, the terror whilst retreating, half-baked plans of individuals. There's so much going on in such a short period of time where it is just 
whoa, the chaos of war. Uh, I, I imagine that is, I think he did a great job of capturing that, but I imagine it's nothing like what it's actually like in the moment when you are experiencing all of these things. And man, I really hope I never have to um, experience anything like that. There was also just the, there's quite a big difference between the intimate details of the first two parts, which are really focusing on these characters of Maurice and Jean. And then looking at in the third part, which is this more kind of extended view, that their individual roles as fighters is is kind of reduced now. And it's more, here's what the large scale impacts are having on Paris uh, when the Germans are kind of invading and getting to the gates of Paris sort of deal. And how war also we see on the this little individual level of these two characters the pain and misery and whatnot but then you get this broader scale view as well where it's like oh paris is getting sacked you know paris is on fire geez this is um this is uh i, I don't know the the large uncaring ambivalent actions of multitudes of you know hundreds of thousands of people acting in a unit and just how that is a steamroller and it just does not give a shit. It'll just crush everything in its path. So, yeah, great book, great book, um, Emil Zola's The Debacle. The next one, which I gave a 7 out of 10 to, was Charles Handy's The Second Curve, a very strong recommendation from Sam Sethi, who I had on the Mere Mortals podcast about this this particular book. He, he uh, ranted and raved about it. Um, I, I had mixed feelings on this, to be honest. I think he's a, a great diagnosis. He's great at looking at long-term trends and perhaps even predicting where they're going. And I think that's an admirable quality and can certainly serve you well in life because it'll kind of not, you won't waste your time on stuff which isn't going to eventuate. It's kind of the more connected you are with reality, the, the closer you can be to living it, I guess, something like that. What I didn't enjoy was just these small portions where he had these kind of half- baked ideas of how we can fix this thing and you know we we should tax this certain individuals or do this sort of thing and that was where I went okay like this guy is great at diagnosis but I'm not sure he's great at cures and it really just did seem that kind of like armchair politicking a little bit uh it wasn't that much it was just it just left a slightly sour sour note on many of the chapters where I went meh Nah, this wasn't great. What I did enjoy was this is one of the books where it was obviously a, a kind of collection of essays and he wrote them particularly for the book and it just makes such a big difference of that compared to a collection of short stories or, or a collection of Buddhist teachings or things like that which have been collected and they don't have this continuity there was sections where he would reference the section before or the section afterwards that's coming. And you go, yes, like it's just the, I think the appreciation that he, he gave the book, the, the, the effort it deserved. It wasn't a half-assed thing. He put in time to, to write individually for that. And I think it's totally fine to take ideas that you've had across sop, separate genres across, you know, he wrote this, I think when he was in his eighties or, and, he's written a lot in his life and I think it's you know totally acceptable to get ideas and even basis of of other essays he's written in the past and and use that as a formula but god damn at least update it you know at least rewrite it at least enough that it kind of makes sense to to put in in a book of a collection of essays so 
Um, that was that was great. There was also just a whole bunch of things where I agreed with him on. So, you know, bonuses are absurd and it's kind of bribery to work better. Uh, I, I find the whole bonus system in, in, in pay, in salary people just to be absurd. I, I agree with that. Uh, pensions are Ponzi schemes by and large. The more I'm learning about economics, the more I'm kind of realizing, oh, yeah, that's just a promise from my, you know, me now going, eh, 30 years time, I wouldn't mind having the people who are coming up in the next generation paying for me. So that would that would be kind of cool. <laughs> and so how that that is, it's, you know, it's, it's not their own savings that they're living on. I, and it's just comes back to individual autonomy. I, I'm actually quite dislike the idea of a superannuation fund. It's kind of like if you get to 60 years of life and you realize you have no money, what the fuck have you been doing the rest of your life? Um, yeah, I'm, 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 once again, it's kind of, I find that weird. Uh, and then also the management is control, leadership is freedom, and university is more just to prove that you can toe the line rather than uh, follow instructions and whatnot. So, yeah, just just lots of uh, lots of things there where it's kind of like, meh. Um, I, 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 well, those are the things I agree with. And then there was just those little side side notes and whatnot. So um, I did connect with him, connect with the book quite a fair bit, but just just there was something just a little bit off, which wouldn't. I'm not going to rant and rave about it like uh, like Sam did. So uh, that's that's uh, the second curve by Charles Handy. We had Far From the Madden Crowd by Thomas Hardy. A bit of a disappointment to me. Uh, to be honest, I gave this a five and a half out of 10. I quite enjoyed Tess of the Durbables. I thought that was a great story. Coming into this one, I was surprised by how short it was considering this is regarded as one of his, you know, the top two of his books or at least the top two well-known ones. And the... The style of it, I think, is okay. I think it can work, and it certainly works for another book I did enjoy, The Alchemist. The problem for me, which which is this this very sharp sharp dialogue between characters, is almost simplistic. It's almost what I would imagine if I had to get ChatGPT to write a dialogue or something like that, where it's just this use as minimal words as possible and and do it as if they they had an IQ of 80 or something. It's just so it's superficial. There's there's nothing that gets kind of deeper. It's almost, okay, if you had to write a paragraph about someone's emotions and then condense that into five words and then expand that five words to maybe 12 words, that's, that's kind of the way it's written, which I, it, like it worked for The Alchemist. I, th- I think that worked really well for that book. But for this one, when it's kind of about a love story, uh, once again, you know, I've got my personal grievances about the word love. I find it a very useless word in, in, in its just subjectivity. It's just so subjective and means so many things to so many people. And I'd, I'd find that a book like this, which is meant to be a love story, um, I th- I'm, I don't think it really works that that well. And I don't know, I, I, I'm willing to, to to be wrong on that. The other thing is just personal grievances I have with the characters. Liars, uh, cheaters, ones who uh, advocate for violence really readily, ones who play games with other people's emotions for fun. The only other character I did like was Gabriel, this kind of mild-mannered uh, farmer who I, I kind of identify with and then, 
I was just annoyed at him that right at the end, he turned into a simp and fell for the girl, even though she was rejecting him kind of this whole time. And I just, and you know, it just, it just bugged me. It bugged me a bit. (laughs) So uh, I think he could have done better, but you know, this is where it's like old timey England in the countryside where there might be one girl who, has a is a kind of like viable option or something so nah who knows the other one here which i had was life force by tony robbins this was uh, one had been threading about this this book for ages i remember him talking about this back in i think it was like january or something crazy long time ago uh for me anything with ads is a straight straight up no I'm not. I'm not reading a book to to be sold a product. Absolutely not. So, <laughs> I'm so uh, kudos for him for for getting through that. The classic with books about science and whatnot, modern science, is that they are very liable to change. And it's funny, you know, even though it's written about the scientific, you know, a scientific topic, the scientific method, we should be getting to the truth of what is reality. I just find these books they. They don't hold up that well against the the test of time. Maybe it, yeah, it is the kind of current uh, best practice. Maybe it is maybe the what what is the most well known at the, at this very moment. But god damn, that changes so much. And so I, I definitely prefer reading stuff which I think is is closer to reality. And and by that I mean the classic literature because it's been it's it's had so many eyeballs on it across so many different eons across so many different types of living circumstances and whatnot what is the nature of of like happiness why does the human mind you know fall into certain traps and ways how why do humans act like we do why do we go to war what what are the kind of underlying motives what are the essential human emotions that carry across various different cultures and whatnot that's the stuff i I find fascinating more because i think you can get closer to the heart of it to the reality of it reality of it which is really funny because that is also super subjective there's no way you can scientifically measure you know what is happiness or um you know why why do humans behave the way they do there's no way but it funnily enough it it almost seems like you can Uh, so we had that one by one also that you can't pick it up and read it and and kind of get back to places which is what he was indicating yeah not not the biggest fan of that i'm going to quickly add into this section as well that i had an attempt of horace's the complete odes and epodes epod epod is i don't know how you say that uh yeah just nothing grabbed me about this uh it's maybe i'll try it again in the future but uh that's a kind of like classic classic uh, greek uh, i would say uh, he was with virgil as well so maybe that's roman um but yeah uh from the 65 to 8 bc the master of precision and irony is perhaps the most perfect poet of the augustan or golden age of latin literature so yeah yeah just not not up my alley so i, I did give an attempt to it though so that is what we had for all the books of May of 2023, go check out the Mere Models book reviews channel uh, if you want to see the full book reviews for any of those, if any of those sound interesting. 
What's happening in the Boostergram Lounge? Nothing. We had nothing coming in. And this is, uh, I, th- I think, an impetus for me to change up the channel somewhat. I have been feeling this for a bit where it's, uh, I just, I'm not sure it's working as much as in terms of how much time and effort I'm putting into this. You know, I do spend a lot of time to create these full detailed book reviews, um, you know, structure it in certain ways, think about what I want to say, how I can say it in the best way and whatnot. And I'm just not sure it's serving me and, uh, well, serving the audience as well. So, um, I'm, I think I'm going to focus less on the boostergrams for for this channel. I, I just don't. It just hasn't been coming in. There's only ever been Peter really who was uh, sending stuff in. So uh, even those who are listening on the audio, obviously it's not doing that much for them. So uh, what I'm planning on doing is basically opening up an avenue of support, probably through PayPal. I think uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Patreon as as a model. Uh, I just don't agree with the company and I also am not a fan of, of kind of paywalls in that respect, which it, it, it kind of is but, yeah, in a way. I mean, it, it would just, I would feel bad as well if people were going there and expecting extra content or things like that, which I'm, I'm not going to do. I, I want everything I do to be accessible for free for everyone and then just ask us for support to continue on. So I think I'll be doing that. I am likely to transition this to more of a live format and do this as a live thing just because the video editing, all of these, it's just all of these extra steps. I think with the amount of feedback I'm getting back, I I need to reduce the amount of time and effort I'm putting into this. So I'm thinking of doing more live, live ones like this. And yes, there will be, I think, a bit of a reduced quality in and perhaps how it is set out, but it's also just easier and quicker for me. And then finally, I'm really not sure if I'm going to put as much effort into the notes and whatnot, and maybe just shoot a bit more from the hip, maybe not include, uh, you know, the full detailed sections like I I have done and and really order it from the most uh, objective to the most subjective, which is what I try and do. I really try with the summary uh, well, the synopsis at the start, I really try and make that neat, clean, no additional words of of my or I think or anything like that. I just try and s- straight up say what it is. Getting into the themes, they are a bit more subjective. They are what I took from it. Observations and takeaways, obviously, that's that's just my opinion. And then the summary at the end is very much my opinion. So I'm, I'm thinking... I might just rehash that and just not not take as much notes and just just kind of shoot from the hip a little bit more. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, for the moment, it'll stay the same, but I think in a month's time, it'll it'll be a bit different. And then the other one would be, uh, yeah, just just doing them live, which will will also kind of facilitate that, making it easier for me and whatnot. So. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see with that. We'll, uh, I need to chat with Juan about this as well and um, think about the kind of call to action as well. What do we want people to do? Because obviously the boostergrams uh, aren't, aren't working for this one like they are in the Mere Models channel. So maybe I need to um, to change that up. So yeah, that is the, the boostergram lounge. Sad puppy for today. Very sad puppy. Oh my God. What's coming up? In June of 2023, well, I've got a fat stack of books here and I can definitely tell you that 
The Temple of the Golden Pavilion by Yukio Mishima. I have read this, so that is the one I will that I will be coming out next. I have Arthur Miller's The Crucible, also a relatively short book, a play. I'm uh, not sure I've ever... No, I have read Medea and other plays, so I have read a play before, but this one is uh, certainly more of a, a modern type. Man, this, this, is a, this is a hard book to get through. This, even though it's short, it packs a lot. I'm, I'm feeling a lot, feeling a lot of emotions from it. I also have here Fyodor Dostoyevsky's Notes from Underground and The Double. So I will likely make my way through that. And then probably also Kurt Vonnegut's The Sirens of Titan, which I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) Just reading the book here, when Winston Niles' room forward flies his spacecraft into a chronosynclastic infundibulum, he is converted into pure energy and only materializes when his waveforms intercept Earth or some other planet. This sounds very similar to Slaughterhouse-Five with the weirdness aspect that he had which i wasn't a fan of to be honest i actually didn't like slaughterhouse five but i really did enjoy cat's cradle so i think this could be like a kind of make and break of the kurt vonnegut if if i enjoy this one i'll, I'll read more of his in the future if i don't enjoy this one yeah I'll, I'll have to see i'll have to see so fair few books coming up on my part maybe one has some i'm not a hundred percent sure we'll we'll have to we'll have to see on that what else do I have to say? Um, nothing too much. Oh, oh, yeah, I can see him here in the in the chat. He says the uh, he's coming up for, uh, Discipline. Uh, Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday. So, yeah, that's a that's another one where that'll fit into the, the scheme in June. Who knows? Um, maybe it'll it'll even push back into July or maybe one of mine will. I, I'm, I'm not too sure on that. So, yeah, that is everything. Let's jump into the the final section, value for value. What can you do to help support this podcast? There's many different ways you can do that. I think what I'm just really asking for at the moment is, is feedback of just any sort. So if you can leave a comment or review of what you your opinions of the book, what you thought of my opinions of the book, I'm basically just wanting to, to know that people out there are actually listening to this and valuing it. Because uh, it does somewhat feel like I'm I'm not getting a lot of feedback in in return for the effort that I'm putting in, and that you know is down onto me. Obviously, I'm I'm not putting uh, valuable things out there for for people. Maybe I do need to make it more spicy and and have more shooting from the hip. Maybe that is what people want in a book review and not a really detailed, methodical, uh, thought out process, which I have been doing. And and you know maybe shooting from the hip is is more fun. Who knows? So I'll probably have to experiment with that. And uh, I would I would just love to know, what do you look for in a book review? What are the things that you find valuable? Do you want more themes? Do you want less themes? Do you want more of a analysis of the structure? Do you want to just know what my emotions were whilst reading it? Do you want a detailed breakdown of the chapters? Do you want to know more about the author's lives and why they wrote this book? All of these sorts of things would help me get a feel for for what it is that you want as the as the listener as the viewer. So, uh, all of that being said, as well, I would just recommend checking out the Mere Mortals podcast and a lot of the thoughts and ideas that come from these books. They transition their way onto the Mere Mortals podcast. I myself talk about it with either my guests 
who I have on for conversations, getting up to close to 100 now, which is very cool. Uh, or, uh, or with Juan, also getting up to close to 400, which is also very cool. <laughs> and yeah, we, we discuss a lot of these ideas. We discuss a lot of what uh, these books are, uh, how they help us in our everyday life, kind of transitioning it, not just from this airy-fairy thoughts and ideas up in the head and uh, or, or, you know, the the pure entertainment value, which a lot of these are. Uh, a lot of these books are really just kind of for entertainment, but they, they, they can have some applicability onto the real life as well. So we kind of discuss about that transition, uh, some of the learnings that we get from those into there as well. So all of that being said, I really do hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. Kyron, out. <laughs>